TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. State Senator Rob Ort. He's the minority leader in the state Senate, and he joins us this morning. Senator, thank you so much for joining me this morning. Good morning, Joe. Good to be with you. Uh, first question, we finally have what seems to be an agreement uh, for a $229 billion budget. I-, I, was w- I was debating if I was going to ask you this first or last, but I'm going to ask it first. How do we pay for this budget? <laughs> well, we pay for it by uh, a lot of tax revenue, uh, by taxing New Yorkers more. Uh, we're paying for it by uh, you know, plowing through uh, monies that we received uh, from the federal government during uh, COVID. Um, but it's, it's by taxing New Yorkers. It's by taxing businesses. Um, and there's, there's expected revenues in this, uh, which may or may not materialize uh, based on the stock market, based on you know, Wall Street returns, uh, based on bonuses that are paid or not paid, um, and, and you know, based on projections coming, coming forward. So uh, it's, it, to put it in perspective for, your, for our listeners, uh, here in Western New York, it's larger significantly than the budget of the state of Texas and the state of Florida's put together. So if you put those two state budgets together, New York's is still larger. Um, and per capita, or per person, I should say, it is larger than California's budget, you know, per New York resident, if you divided it out. So this is arguably the most bloated state budget in the country. Uh, And yet there's still so many things that we're not doing, that we're not taking care of. Um, So it's not only spending $229 billion, uh, but it's spending it really poorly. And, uh, and that's, that should, that should concern and bother everyone listening and everyone across the state. You know, the, the budget, the, the interesting thing about the budget every year to me is the non budget related things that get, thrown into a budget, right? Uh, We've talked about the energy bill and bail reform thrown into a budget. Uh, Now, the governor did address bail reform. What are your opinions on the proposed changes to bail reform by the governor? So, Joe, one of the very challenging, um, and I was happy to be able to speak with you this morning, but we haven't seen, I still have not seen budget language. So what I know is what the governor you know, reported or the governor put out in her press conference. And so I, I want to sort of as a caveat to everything we're going to talk about, I haven't seen the finer points. I haven't seen uh, details. I, I think our staff has received language maybe this morning, late last night, and they're still going through that. Uh, but I have yet to see some of these finer points. And the reason I say that is, or the reason I think that's important is changes to bail 
our conference has has stood against the cashless bail changes, the discovery changes, the criminal, the soft on crime policies that have been coming out of Albany since 2019. So any rollbacks of cashless bail, I would view as a positive. However, um, I have seen reports and heard that while least restrictive means is out in the law, it is being replaced by other language that might ultimately have a net neutral impact, right? So, um, and so these are the kinds of things, you know, just because the governor comes out and touts, hey, we got changes to bail. Um, I think they're very modest changes, but they may end up being nothing. And the reason they would be nothing is the progressive left, including senators in Western New York, like Sean Ryan and others, they, they, they like the way the bail system is working. They think uh, more dangerous people on the street uh, is a good thing. That's a more just thing. And they pushed back and they fought against the governor's attempts uh, to, to make changes. Uh, and unfortunately, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll see if she got material changes that actually make our streets safer, that actually allow our police officers and judges to do their jobs. Um, we know discovery reform. I mean, to put it in perspective, discovery changes were proposed that were so weak that Alvin Bragg, the same Alvin Bragg, uh, DA in Manhattan, uh, who has, you know, he, he doesn't want to prosecute anybody except for President Trump. He actually came out and said, these changes will not do anything and don't go far enough. So imagine negotiating a public safety change that actually makes Alvin Bragg look pro-public safety because it's so weak and meaningless. So that's my concern around bail and the criminal justice reforms. But we'll see what the final language ultimately is. You know, it, it's so interesting because I, I know, despite uh, Alvin Bragg, I know there's a lot of DAs in New York State that have pleaded with uh, Albany to, you know, to kind of look at these bail reforms, to look at some of the language. And, and it's interesting that it, it seems like those fall on deaf ears. Yeah, it, they, well, and, and it's a good point. I mean, even our DA in Erie County, DA Flynn, uh, DA Soares in Albany County, both Democrats, they have been some of the more prominent voices saying to the state legislature, the state government, the governor, we have to make changes. The, the, the system is not, we're not able to do what the public expects and in, in many cases elects us to do, which is to protect them when laws are broken, when people break the law, when people rob, when people rape, when people murder. Um, and keep in mind, by the way, just two weeks ago, the state Senate on a party line vote, Democrats voting for, Republicans voting against, a, a new chief judge to the highest court in the state who very prominently a couple, uh, I think it was last year, uh, voted to or, or uh, made a, uh, an opinion to overturn a, the conviction of a, of a convicted rapist. So it's one thing to talk about making changes to bail, but at the same time, you're approving a, a judge on the highest court in New York State who clearly uh, is, not, is not looking at public safety as the priority when you're overturning, when you're overruling a conviction, uh, a rape conviction. Um, that, that there was no reason, no legal reason uh, to overturn. So uh, a lot of, you know, lest anyone think that the Democrats have started to shift to a pro-public safety 
um, anti-crime pro-law and order agenda, I can promise you in New York that is not the case. Another thing the uh, governor mentioned in her press conference and something that we've talked about, uh, it seems like nonstop, is this ban of natural gas uh, from what it sounds like it will be in this bill, uh, banning you know small builds in 2026 and large bills builds by 2030. Uh, it seems like it's, and again, I know you haven't seen uh, seen the actual language, but from what she said, it seems like it's everything we've thought it was going to be. Well, it, so it's it's the first we're the first state in the nation to do something like this, right? Now, I want to put this in perspective. So her initial proposal was banning all fossil fuel natural gas hookups, stoves, furnaces, including in existing buildings. There was a time frame for existing structures. And myself and our conference and a lot of other people, you know, really came out hard against that. And the polling showed that most New Yorkers thought this was a bad idea, uh, a terrible idea. And so ultimately, the final proposal, what she's talking about, is for new construction only. So existing homes at this time would not be included in this. If you have an existing home and you have an existing gas stove, gas furnace, gas fireplace, you would be able to continue to use that. The, the problem is in new construction, at the same time that she's talking about a lack of new homes being built and she wants more homes to be built, this is just going to make new construction more expensive. There's no two ways about it. This is going to increase the cost of new builds. It, I believe you're going to see less new homes being built, which means you're going to exacerbate sort of the, the affordable housing crisis where there's not enough homes um, for people that want them. Um, and, and home builders are going to build homes in states that aren't doing this. They're going to build it in New Jersey, in Ohio, in Connecticut, in Pennsylvania, which is already happening. Um, and ultimately, I believe this is sort of a first step uh, towards the ultimate goal, which is to ban uh, you know, natural gas, fossil fuel hookups all over the place um, under, the, under the misguided notion that somehow that's going to solve the climate, you know, the change in climate, the oceans from rising, the ice caps from melting, uh, which I think is ludicrous on the science, let alone on the economics and on the policy. But I'll go back, uh, uh, Joe, to the, the storm we had here in Western New York this last, you know, last December. The notion that we're going to tell people you can only have electric. All, and by the way, there's an all-electric uh, proposal in here uh, that would allow the public sector to come in and overtake projects and compete directly against the private sector, uh, the New York Power Authority, uh, which is going to reduce the incentive for private energy companies um, to, to, to bid on projects to compete in that space. So ultimately, what you're really looking at is sort of a green socialist energy policy uh, taking root here in New York. And that's not hyperbole. That's real. My colleagues on the other, other side, they don't want national fuel. They don't want private energy companies. They want public utility companies. They want a, a socialist sort of mentality when it comes to this, which is going to result in less energy reliability. It's going to increase in cost increases to people's utility bills and energy costs. And it's going to further chase companies and people out of the state of New York. Senator, I want to step away from state for just a minute. I want to, I'll get back into this, but we're talking about the energy policy. We're talking about this move to all electric. You were a member of the U.S. Army, and we heard this yes. week the plans 
from the Biden administration to go all electric in the military. From your experience, what kind of hindrance would that put on our military? Well, you know, what bothers me on this, Joe, first and foremost, is the United States military exists not as some sort of political platform. It's not a social engineering. You know, this isn't an experimental body. The United States military exists to fight and win America's wars. It, it exists, I believe, also for the promotion and for the furtherance of peace in the world, which protects America's interests. That's what it's there for. And so everything we should be doing should be geared towards that. I, I, I certainly don't believe, I mean, every vehicle I was ever in in the Army was a diesel engine vehicle. I, you know, I, I'm sure there, I guess there was a few maybe that, that, that wasn't, but every land vehicle was a diesel engine vehicle. The question becomes reliability, safety for our soldiers. And again, what is the ultimate mission? Does this help the mission of fighting wars? Does it help the mission of winning our nation's wars? Or does it just make people feel good? Oh, we're going all electric. Like as if that's the goal of U.S. military, not to defeat China, not to defeat Russia, not to defeat terrorist organizations, but to go all electric. To be to be woke, to be in you know hip with the latest political, I think it's ridiculous. It is utterly ridiculous, and and I, the Biden administration has been a collective failure when it comes to the United States military, the United States Army, the United States defense posture. So this is just the latest in a long line of embarrassing moves uh, that the Biden administration has made related to the United States Army and the United States military. I probably really can't be any more clear than that. Going back to the uh, to the state budget, another thing is minimum wage. And we had uh, State Senator Sean Ryan on a few weeks ago, and he's part of a push to get the minimum wage to twenty one twenty five. Now, there are a lot of businesses out there, as you know, they don't want to get political. They don't want to get in the middle of a, middle of a political uh, debate. But they're saying if this happens, it would either run us out of business or your large one-topping pizza would be $45. I mean, it doesn't seem like any of these businesses are, again, just like um, the DAs is being heard in Albany as now we continue to raise the minimum wage. And if COVID didn't run you out of business, this might. Yeah, right. The the, the, the real pandemic is New York state government um, now. That's, that's the real issue that businesses are facing. Look at a couple of things. One, um, this is this is this just it fails the basic economics test. Right now, most small businesses across the state, certainly in Western New York, they're not they're not even paying the minimum wage as it is. They're paying beyond because they have to because the market dictates what you have to pay employees to attract good employees. So the most small businesses would tell you right now, I'm not even paying the current minimum because that's pushed everything up, and I got to pay higher to attract good people. Which means this is just going to push that even further. And it's going to crunch small businesses' bottom lines, because as we might recall, and certainly Sean Ryan would have no clue about this, businesses exist to make money. They don't exist to employ people. I want to be very, businesses exist to make money. The person that goes to work for them goes to work for them to make money. So everyone's trying to make money, uh, to put food on their family, on their table, provide for their family. All this is going to do is constrict that bottom line and make it harder for businesses to make money in the state of New York. That's one. Two, lest anyone think that, you know, you don't care about working people. McDonald's in Colorado 
just opened up the fully, the first fully automated McDonald's. There's no worker in the store. It's fully automated. You know why? Because of things like this, minimum wage increases, cost increases. So they're going to figure out a way to have no employees. How is that better for the workers? You, you, you make $21 an hour, but you don't have a job. So you're actually making zero because that's what's going to happen. We're going to actually cause low-skilled jobs to vanish from places like New York and ultimately the United States of America. And so low-skilled workers aren't going to make $21 an hour. They're going to make no dollars an hour because we continue to push policies that actually have the opposite effect and do not help the people we are purporting to help. Lastly, all it does is increase basic goods, uh, cost of goods and services for you, me, and the working, the, the people we're supposed to help. So you get an increase from 15 to $21, but that increase is gobbled up in healthcare costs, it's gobbled up in your rent costs, it's gobbled up in the price of milk, it's gobbled up in the price of gas. So you never see it. And so we're right back at this discussion a year or two years later. Um, what is this gonna do to our fa family farms who are already dealing with the last minimum wage increase plus the Farm Fair Labor Act, which people like Sean Ryan supported, and now he wants to increase their costs further. I mean, this is just the most tone-deaf, uh, politically uh, miscalculation I, I can imagine. Maybe it's good for him in the Elmwood district. I don't know. But I can tell you, in most of New York, this is bad for business, it's bad for small business, and it's going to be bad for working people because there's going to be less jobs for those individuals out there because corporations and companies will respond. They're going to move or they're going to go fully automated. And, uh, you know, you, make up, you bring up McDonald's, and one of my favorite things I always point to is when I was in college, there was a dollar menu. Now there's not. And I think a lot of that probably has to do with uh, minimum wage being double what it was when I was in college. Yeah, and, and Joe, who, who does that hurt? That hurts the single mom who's got to go through, you know, she's got to feed her kids one night. She's got two or three children like you. I remember going there with my parents. The dollar menu, I mean, in college, uh, it certainly was helpful. But even when I was a younger kid, it was helpful to my parents some nights when they were rushing us back from hockey games or hockey practice. And they, they weren't, they weren't going to take us out to dinner and spend $60, $70 because who has that ability? So you're hurting, again, you're hurting working people by these policies. I know it might sound good. It sounds like you care more. I want to put more money in your pocket. But it, it, it never works out that way. It never has. The market is the best indicator of what the minimum wage should be. Uh, and, and, again, we should be incentivizing companies to, to invest and create jobs in New York. All we do is incentivize them to leave and create less jobs here in the state of New York and in Western New York. And unfortunately, this kind of policy, uh, increasing the minimum wage yet again, is gonna do just that. I know we're a minute over. I've got one last question. We heard about a possible or, or discussion of a tobacco ban. Uh, as you know, uh, marijuana is getting greenlit, tobacco possibly being banned in the state of New York. Is there any possibility of this happening? I, I don't think so. I mean, certainly I don't know the con you know, to ban the sale of tobacco products. I, I think, you know, I don't smoke uh, cigarettes, but um, the idea that you're going to just trade tobacco for marijuana, the hypocrisy there and the inconsistency uh, really makes no sense. All you're going to do is trade big tobacco for big marijuana. I don't think that's a, that's a win for health purposes or for the people in the state of New York. I don't think it's not in the budget. The menthol ban also got kicked out of the budget. So I think this is, 
you know, it's still going to be an issue, Joe, but I don't know that it's going to happen uh, this budget or this session. State Senator Rob Ort, the minority leader in the state Senate. I appreciate you joining me this morning. Thanks, Joe. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.